Pod Boys Productions. Hello, Brooklyn. This is a Brooklyn Rebound Podcast, episode one, two, five. Man, we really got bucked and no dubs, but you know, I stay fly. I'm going to put a soundbite in there later, you know, like three, six months. You're going to drop that in and post, as they say. And my voice will sound like auto-tuned, like Juicy J. Oh, I see. See, I thought you were saying, okay, I thought you were saying you're going to, you'll take your, what you just did out and drop that three, six mafia soundbite in, but you're going to enhance your voice with them on top of it. Yeah. And in process of doing that, I'm going to write a whole rap album, record a whole rap album, Actually, it might not be an album. It'll be an EP. I'll drop that. Oh, write and record. Yeah, yeah, make it an EP. That's a little bit less work. Like five tracks, give or take. And then from there... EP, four tracks. Yeah, hell yeah. I, I guess you could do four tracks. And from there, I will get uh, a Grammy uh, for a okay. smallest, lowest, lowest effort <laughs> recorded album by a podcast. The Grammys do have a lot of categories. They got <laughs> by, too many people. By saying. a podcast, NBA, NBA and comedy. Yeah. No. Now, hold Host. up for a sec. Do you want your boy over here, Pod Drew here, do you want me to feature on one of these four to five tracks? I mean, you're already featured in every single episode that has been great on this sh- you know, whole show, on this feed. Hard shots fired at you at the, co- the few episodes you've done just with you and like uh, Josh or the early now, episodes. I said every single great episode. Yeah. But they've also, you know, great could be, there could also be the greatest episode. So we don't know where I'm waging my scale. We don't. Anyways. One well, of your oldest friends, Josh, is in shambles right now over it. To call out NBA J2K, I don't know if I should talk in the mic or look at you. He's He's got stuff going on. I, I know. But we're talking about Brooklyn Rebound, the number one podcast that was recorded in studio a near closest to barclays center and longest standing podcast the og we go eight years and counting and this this is my my friend my compadre josh is just like a featured uh he's not even a kramer he's like um uh peterson he's like a peterson oh oh, yeah jay peterson yeah yeah yeah. okay so he's a yeah that's a that's a, a guest star kind of. Well, no, it's more than a guest star. Reoccurring role, featured, yeah. Feature, recurring role. I was just saying Josh specifically because I know in the past couple of years, maybe you've done at least maybe two episodes or so at least with the, the two of you chopping it up, talking Celts, talking the whole NBA. Uh, when I've not been featured on on those episodes, right? Yeah, those are usually. There's a lot of references of uh, childhood memories there that you weren't. You know, you didn't, didn't exist at the present time for you to get. So in order to make sure that you're, you're not confused by all those references. Well, I did. I will, I will just say I, I did exist. I just didn't know you guys <laughs> at that point. I was alive. I would say, unless you're talking about when you guys were, how long, how old of friends are you? Were you guys three year old, three year olds talking basketball? Yeah, I guess if we were three or four, <laughs> if we were three or four, yeah, you didn't exist. Uh, no, I didn't know him till I was 13. So, Give or take. When I was developing, you know, going through the motions. uh, What was the NBA landscape of that fateful year that you two guys met? Uh, 13, so that would have been 
1997? No, so it was a 96 draft. We were just talking about this. It was a 96 draft. Yeah, we were talking about this. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, so we 96 Bulls, 96 drafts. Uh, yeah, we, we our friendship formed at that time. And uh, therefore, like he was just – actually, I was talking to him the other day. He was talking about that whole – that whole series that's on NBA TV, and I'm gonna not plug that, but you should oh, yes. watch it. I need to, I not, need to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't watched that yet. But you should watch that. But you know, forget all that NBA talk. Let's focus on your question about whether you'll be featured. On... <laughs> that's the thing about those other episodes that I'm not on. I think you get to a lot more actual real NBA discussion. <laughs> I will have to say, yeah, that is true. You know, listeners, viewers, when we watch. NBA, we watch it for the beauty of the game. So here on the Brooklyn Rebound, we only breathe out, inhale, exhale, beauty. You know, our words are beautiful, our faces are beautiful, and then our our jokes are gorgeous. Yeah. Now we are streaming this one live on Twitch right now. I don't know if you forgot, but that so people could possibly pick up on the immediate lies you just told. About some of those things, like maybe our beautiful faces, but normally when we're just audio only, like we could, yeah, we're big studs, you know, talking. We could have played in the damn NBA, but we decided to sit back on the sidelines, talk about it. But what's the furthest you've gotten in basketball, like in terms of like, I guess sixth grade B team or seventh grade B team, like get get moved to the B team and then not play the next year, yeah. Did you just retire? Like you peaked too high? I guess so. I, guess early? I, was my, I mean, I was more of a, you know, I was more of a driveway baller, you know, more than I, I'm not. I'm just not good at five on five. I just don't have the capacity. I don't know, mental capacity, but just the, the feel for the game to get in the right place. Um, I'm OK on defense, but that's that's the limit. But, you know, head back on the two on two, three on three on the driveway. When you get that little, depending who's your own rim at home, you know, your own hoop at home or your friends, whatever, the soft touch on whatever, you know, you find your spots. Oh, you play some horse, you play a little uh, around the the world. Yeah, that was more of my my jam back then. Well, I mean, basketball is a beautiful game. So if you play that at some point, you are beautiful. Yeah, it is called The Beautiful Game. That's the sport that's called The Beautiful Game. I thought it was like a National Beautiful Association originally, and then they switched it to basketball because they thought beautiful was being uh, used in a mm. derogatory way. It caused some issues, yeah, back in the 1940s when a, a bunch of like Miss America types were uh, trying out. Mm-hmm. You mean when, when, when they abolished all the women's rights back in the 1940s? They just said, no, no more. Yeah, they started giving a couple of rights in the '30s, and they're like, "Fuck that! What are we? What are yeah. we doing here?" They take them right back. They got the right to vote now. What? Eight years later? No, nah, get out of here. No, yeah, I don't know. Now I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this 1996. I mean, I've looked at this before many times, probably, but it always I do need to watch that documentary because it always does uh, shock me just how crazy that draft was. My man, Big Z, drafted 20th overall. Mm. Retired, that was my first... re- retired Cleveland Cavalier, Big Z, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically lifetime Cav. I mean, that, that he he literally was my like he was the star of the Cavs when I when I basically started watching them when I started watching them. Yeah, the late night, you know, mid to late nineties. Like he was the guy, crazy. 
someone named Roy Rogers, two two uh, spots later at twenty two by the Vancouver Grizzlies. I doubt he didn't uh, make it. I guess, but wow. Uh, Roy Rogers was actually pretty pretty good. Like college, col- col- no college wise, he was. That's why the cl- the uh, draft class was so well, that's deep. Why they yeah. Them. Um, they thought, I think, was he on Memphis or is in Vancouver for a little bit, something like that? Oh, it was Vancouver the, yeah. back then, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's who he got drafted to, yeah. Derek Fisher, two spots later, man. D Fish, wow. All right. Well, going back to that, that way back to 96. Yeah, no, we got to talk modern shit, right? We got to talk a little 2021 Brooklyn Nets. Well, not just the Brooklyn Nets, because we here on the Brooklyn Rebound Podcast, it's your first time watching, listening, hearing, singing this show. You should already know that we do talk about the Nubas. We do talk about on this feed, we talk about movies. We talk about if they're relevant. We've we've niffled it up. We've uh, we've politicked, politicked it, and we've politicked it. But, you know, we can talk about that too if you want. But mainly with today's show, we will be going into... How the Nets got bucked up. Mike James making some moves, uh, and we can go into that. And then you know, Oscars were given by by a Brooklyn Net or to a Brooklyn Net, maybe by a Brooklyn Net, a former Brooklyn Net. And we talk about how woke these fines are to the NBA. So let's get into it, Pod Drew. Yeah, I'm pouring myself scotch. Let's get into it. The Brooklyn Nets got bucked up. No, but with the Nets, uh, they lost two games in a row to the Bucks. Uh, before that, they won a game against the Pacers. Am I right? I don't know. Are you looking at the schedule there? I am not, but <laughs> I was looking at. I'm looking at the standings. Actually, I'm looking at <laughs> what I'm looking at. To be honest, is Ephthemios Renzizias going going to the Denver Nuggets, twenty third overall, just ahead of Derek Fisher. Is technically what I'm literally looking at. No, I, I had the standings pulled up though because I thought. I mean, the the Nets are still. Uh, a game and a half ahead of them Bucks, but despite, uh, the, I guess the tiebreaker situation won't be looking good for them in that regard. But Yeah, so the Nets no, are on a th- three-game losing streak. They won against the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the time this uh, release, uh, they have been played the Mavericks and the Nuggets, maybe. Um, we'll see when that, that happens. But the, the, the thing is, the Nets will be going potentially one out of five or maybe two. Two out of five wins only, so that's not that's not good for these nets. Without looking at any of these numbers or facts or anything, what do you think is going wrong with the Brooklyn Nets right now? And also, without having really watched them the past like two weeks, I haven't really watched any Nets games. But uh, yeah, yeah, I've been in my baseball bag over here to be honest. But um, the well, I mean, can I am I allowed to ask a couple leading questions to point myself in the right direction from you or? Of course, of course. There's, there's okay. How how consistent have these lines been, and in terms of which players have been available versus not playing in the past couple of games? Well, we touched on this in the last podcast. There's a lot of different lineups uh, that that was the same situation in the last four or five games. Um, Claxton's in, Claxton's out, and we got Perry in, Perry out. The one, all these players uh, rest two days. More of the. The star players, I'm a little more... But also, back-to-back rests, minutes restrictions. Um, I honestly think the Nets are doing the best at managing players' minutes that I know of uh, and and sticking to their principles of, like, we will not play Blake Griffin on a front end of a back-to-back, but we'll play Kyrie 
we'll give him a day off and play Kyrie in a back-to-back. It's basically the baseball rotation that's happening with the Nets. Like you have, you tell you have when you do lineups, you have like one, you may want one through five already set, but you got a utility man. You may change the lineup for a center fielder, Dude, right fielder, platooning, right yeah. based on the the hitters, based on um, maybe. Infield shift, infield infield shift, and outfield shift happens for games, basically for the Nets games. They they prepare based on like they had DeAndre Jordan playing the last two games starting. Why is that? Because Giannis uh, and Brook Lopez are in the game. They they traded Jared out. <laughs> uh, so okay, but so I guess that's been what it, kind of how it's been all year. So right. is there a specific reason why they they've been losing more? I mean, the, the competition I guess could be part of it. Obviously, the Bucks are. Very good team. Who else did they play the past few games? They beat the Pacers. You said they lost to who else? The Blazers. Okay, the Blazers have been kind of struggling lately, but I, but they're still. Obviously. But yeah, that was a second. That's a back to back. Yeah, that was a back to back there, and then also um, they beat the last one they had quality wise was uh, against the Suns Sunday, April twenty fifth. They beat the Suns. All right. Okay, so. Suns have the best record in the league right now, right? That's now. true. So, that's true. That's crazy. Man. I'm so used to them being at the damn bottom of the Western Conference for so like for what felt like a decade. Now they're the number one spot. I'm looking at right now. Yeah. No no one remembers any players on the Phoenix Suns between the Nash Suns and then Devin Booker. Like there's you can't no one can name any players. I can say Tyson Chandler maybe. It's not saying they, the team was dissolved, obviously not, but there's no memorable players. I know P.J. Tucker was on the team once. I know, uh, Dar- not Darko. Um, the guy, yeah, he might have been. <laughs> he might have been, yeah. Uh, maybe Darko was on the team. But, like, I know P.J. Tucker was on the team. I know uh, Kelly Oubre was on the team. But that's it. Like, there's no, there's no, there are no highlight players. There's no players that got, like, even demolished by a dunk on your head on like there's no nothing you can remember no significant memories of the phoenix suns between the nash error and then the devin booker error of the suns and i think that's good <laughs> you think that's good Wait, what <laughs> <laughs> that took a strange turn all right so if we're gonna go to the back to the net so you should probably i mean yeah uh, to get some real analysis here, I, I'll just say I don't think it matters too much. I mean, the playoffs starting soon, a couple games left in this season. They're, they're uh, you know, as long as if there's issues with not having the team congeal, right? Based on lineups, the issues are going to be there in the playoffs too. Then, yeah, I don't necessarily think that's going to be a problem with the star power, but and the, the, and um, yeah, but just the abilities that they guys have. But uh, if we really want to talk about why they might have been struggling a little lately, I think we need to turn to you, Padnam, to get some real analysis here. You know, you represent every single listener and viewer of the show. I, okay. <laughs> I think some people probably li- li- keep a little more track of the Nets than I I mean, I would say new viewers, sorry. Uh, I don't want to categorize anyone, like anyone unknown to what Brooklyn basketball is about. But the Nets are 9-10, and 10 and they're... Uh, they're no longer scary hours. I would say those are timid hours, maybe slightly cautious hours with, without ja- James Harden on the team. Those are Uber home at uh, at uh, twelve fifteen hours. You know, they, uh, they're, <laughs> they're not even they're not even yet yeah, sticking around for that. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to see. It. And then there's actually highlights of uh, James Harden covering his head when like 
DeAndre Jordan does something or, or, you know, like he's rolling his eyes. Like he's, he's doing it in a very fashionable sense. So it's not like everyone's like concerned about tension. He looks good doing it. So that's important. Is that a, a thing? Okay. Have you not seen his, his, uh, his decor? No, no, but I'm saying is being fashionable about it make it better or what are you saying? As long as you look good. That's what I'm trying to tell the listeners, viewers, and readers of the show. That's my strong take on it. But the main thing is if James Harden's not playing, we've realized that the same thing that Steve Nash said after he traded the monster that is Big Al, Big J Al or Al J. Yeah, Big L J. Uh, Al J Al. Yeah, that's right. Um, Jared Allen and then uh, the Prince of Torian and uh, uh, what's the other one? Vert. Yeah, there you go. When he said that, he's like, We're, "Oh, they got traded." Yeah, yeah, yeah. he got traded, and his like life might have got saved because they because of the physical of finding that uh, was it kidney situation or was the uh, the liver kidney? Situation? Yeah, there's a mass on his uh, on his kidney or liver side. One one of those important <laughs> organs. But I'm glad that you brought cancer up. I'm an Aquarius. So I don't know what you're talking about. The uh, no, but well, can we let's get a little more granular? Because uh, I should have probably watched the Bucks Nets game yesterday. But like I said, I've been in the baseball bag. But um, what what happened in the game specifically? Like to, what 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 went down? Well, the games. Why, were, why did the Nets fall? The games were competitive for the Bucks, both of them. Um, Katie missed a shot. After the end, end of game, um, like the first game against the Bucks, uh, it went. It was to the, tie the game. It was a great play that was designed. It kind of went in and out, or like hit. It got close, but it didn't go in. And then um, the other night or the other game, I think there was a turnover by uh, either Kyrie or KD uh, after they did a foul, like fouling Giannis kind of thing. But Giannis, uh, Giannis and Giannis, they, he hit all his threes. He hit all his free. Well, Giannis and Giannis. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Uh, he hit all his threes, he hit all his free throws. Now every NBA pundit or writer is like, oh man, Giannis can hit everything. So now he's clear for the NBA. Like, I'm a huge Giannis fan, and I've, I've voiced that over and over. Like, I was not angry or upset. The, the games were exciting. He's a good player. He's a reason why he's MVP. I, I, from my expertise, I can tell he's a good player, at least. Um, and... <laughs> and... <laughs> Strong opinion. I know, very strong. Uh, so if you're playing against an MVP, MVP and an MVP, um, well, I can't say anything today. You're giving him an MVP. Please don't hurt her, man. That's too bad. <laughs> okay, but it basically sounds like a typical regular season game between two kind of powerhouse teams. Like, it's going to go one way. It wasn't the Nets didn't get blown out, obviously. Um, no one player botched it for them, right? It's it just kind of what, what happened. Yeah. It's all about it's all about the baseball rotation and how the Nets do it. So if every single game they've had in the past, I don't know, ten games, they've been competitive, and then if they decide to pull the plug, they pull the plug just like most coaches do. They do it for like, hey, we're going to get on a plane tonight. I'm not going to not going to spend my starters like more than twenty five minutes if I know they have to play another game. So everything's been strategic. And if other fans would say like, oh man, I can't believe we lost this game. I can't believe it. the Nets have come out and said that they do not care about seating and i i can't wait for us to talk about seating because i think it's <laughs> you think they should or okay what do you say as long as james harden's healthy by game one they put together mashup lineups and they have like the third best or fourth best record in the nba that's ridiculous they played the most amount of lineups they've uh, had so many new players they had 30 players i was gonna look real quick at the at the rest of the schedule for these Nets here, because there's only six games left, right? Yeah, six games left. 
Uh, Nets at Mavs, Nets at Nuggets, Nets at Bulls, Spurs at Nets, Bulls at Nets, and my Cavaliers at Nets, ending it Sunday, May 16th. All right. So I think that's a, a, a an L for your Nets in that one, but then five other ones. Aren't the Cavs undefeated against the Nets this year? I think so. I mean, they had the two big wins back-to-back. and uh, Do they only play three times or do they play four times? I guess three times. So, yeah, they should be undefeated. So, yeah, I mean, we're – I mean. Luckily for you, the Cavs are officially out of it. They can't even get in the playoff uh, tournament, you know, in the playoff games right now, which we talked about that situation last pod, so we don't need to go too much into that today. But, but yeah, so you'll avoid that. You'll take the L at the end of the season, but then avoid them. in the. So, obviously, a couple of tough teams with the rest of the schedule. But, again, probably doesn't matter too much. But uh, let's just say they go 3-3, three and three or, you know, at that point, I'm not looking at the Bucks schedule now or the Sixers, but I, I think they could probably hold on to the two seed and maybe follow the three. We'll see what happens. I mean, they could obviously get the one seed, depending on what happens. They're only a game and a half behind the Sixers right now. So, so I, I read that the Bucks and the and Seventy Sixers have the um, the easier records, like easier schedule, easier schedules left remaining. Yeah, yeah, against uh, winning teams or percentage wise, and the Nets have a harder one. But they only have they have the Nuggets and the Mavs, I guess, and uh, those are those are really hard teams to play against. So I don't know. I think if the my theory is so you said that we got one, two, three uh, right now is it's uh, at the moment it's Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee, and how many games behind the is, Knicks uh, are then are in fourth, and that's like four games behind the Bucks, So, I mean, it's probably basically going to be those three top teams in some order, okay. barring something extreme. Um, and then we get the Hawks, the Heat, the Celtics, and the Hornets, and then the Pacers, Wizards, uh, are probably going to be the two, you know, teams 9-10 getting, trying to get in. Uh, but the Raptors and Bulls are still technically alive in the East. This is my theory. If the Nets were to just, like, not play, let's say they just decide to go on a losing streak, right? Say if they go, like, I don't know, five games left. Say they go five, one and five, right, again. They're still going to get the third seed, regardless. Mostly. Unless they're not, I guess the Knicks could win, go six and the rest of the way, but probably not going to happen. Well, I, I don't know. People keep on saying the Knicks keep on losing, but they keep... Oh, they had a big streak for a while, right? I guess it's, it's over now, but didn't they have an eight or nine game winning streak? Recently, yeah. they have another streak right yeah. now. Yeah, they have three game winning streak. But even before that, the other one got broken. Yeah. So if the Nets are three, that means they don't play any of the play in game uh, people at all, right? They they just don't play them. And I think there's something special about if the Wizards and Heat are in these play in games, right? And that means the Heat, defending Eastern Conference champions, would have to play either Sixers or Bucks. And if the Wizards, who have two of the best players in the NBA top twenty-five, and they're they've uh, their coach just won Coach of the Month, have to play the Sixers, those are really tough first-round matchups. Not to say that the Nets wouldn't have a tough matchup against the Celtics. I think it's just going to be or Hawks or Knicks, one of them. That compared to those teams that are coming in and hungry, they they had to win maybe two games already in a row. Momentum's everything. Like this is an NCAA college environment where. UConn went on like a, I don't know, when Kemba Walker won and they were the seventh seed. I mean, they had, to, they had to play into the Big East tournament. They had to win the Big East tournament. And then they went on this ridiculous streak of beating every single top collegiate program, Duke, Kentucky, everyone. So 
that that mentality of being able to have momentum before when a team's rested too. Kind of. I mean, if you're talking college too, kind of like UCLA this year in the March Madness tournament. Obviously, right. they're historically a great franchise, right. but they didn't have a great uh, anything special team this year. But then, they, or at least in the regular season, then they won. They won the yeah. turn. They won the playoff game for that, and then had the big momentum all the way through to the uh, championship. But and I do think. I mean, it's it's hard to say what. This team's going to look like in the playoffs because we haven't seen it. It's a new team, essentially, with you know Harden, Durant, all the, this. But uh, the Bucks, we talked about it. They choke in the playoffs. They have, you know, in the Giannis era, the Sixers have choked a little better. They just haven't gotten it done at least all the way. Uh, and you know, some of that's been LeBron, but he has been gone the past couple of years. So you know, uh, it's. I think the Nets are still. I think most. Most people would still think they're the favorite for the, in the East, right? I think everyone says that, I mean, at least the ones that people are always tweeting, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman and all those people on the ESPN shows, they still say the the Nets are the team that's going to come out of the East. Um, but then they, by math, if you take away one of the best players in the league, then you're not, you know, predicted to play. But as, as the roster stands, if everyone's healthy... And if James Harden is there, yes, they will be coming out of the East for sure. There's no no question that about That just it. made me think of this too. And I'm like, that's another thing that's in your favor. Um, obviously, you don't want anyone to get injured ever, but injuries do happen. You know, it's possible uh, the Nets are in a better position that way because, like, Giannis goes down, Bucks are complete toast, uh, Embiid can't play, Sixers going nowhere. Durant goes down. They still have two of the best players in the league or any of those guys. So, you know, for a playoff situation where the game's a little different than the regular season, it's they're still in the best position that way too. And the, and the uh, not and that wouldn't be intangibles, but in the non, you know, whatever category you put that uh, stat in or whatever, like, or that probability in, if you're just going to Vegas now betting, that, that could be a factor, you know. Yeah, and uh, one thing I don't know if they did it in the bubble, but they expanded the play like uh, eligibility of players from twelve to fifteen mm. because of COVID. And Is that staying? Like, you used to have you used to have three people set out no matter what before the game started, but now everyone's active. At least they can be inactive, but the the coaches have to come out and say like this person's inactive, inactive. But like that's a huge thing because if you have a deep team. You can play all 15 players, which the Nets have figured out how to do and manage minutes. And they're not managing minutes for the F6. They're not just saying like, hey, I don't No, they're doing it for the playoffs. They they know that this is Nationals all too well because D'Antoni ran him into the ground, which is funny because they're coaches. <laughs> and uh, I mean, co-coaches. And then Jack Vaughn knows that too. He's a champion. Ime Duka was, I think, his teammate in Spurs yeah I think but they all know about minutes they know how it's important and James Harden is I'm sure he if they really needed him if the playoffs started tomorrow and they were down 2-0 he would show up right like obviously sure. it could be an for injury sure. that's can't, you can't do that you know it depends like Terry is the other something but um I don't want to put that bad voodoo on anyone what do you what do you what, do you, what if uh D'Antoni uh, like uh, forgets what's going on and like tries to put Nash into one of these games here in the playoffs. But, but you gotta get him. You've been a head coach for so long, he like forgets it. 
You're saying that D'Antoni had dementia and just showed up and... Hey, people creatures of habit. You know, he's mostly been a head coach for fucking two decades. What? I mean... I mean, dementia is not anything to joke about. No, you're the one who brought it up. That's not what I was saying. Uh, we can, guys. We can. Anyways, um, if D'Antoni were to do that, he would be suspended for um, and have a COVID protocol of 10, 14 days. That's the answer to your question. That I, I want to see Nash coming out in his suit, working like a Lonzo Ball, and then in the two seven matchup in the first round of the playoffs. Like let 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 Harden take take that round off. <laughs> Player coach, let's do it. But he has to wear the suit stuff. Of course, <laughs> he has to wear the suit. Um, yeah, and the cool thing about now as uh, as the economy opens up more, apparently it'll be ready for. Hmm. And the NBA Finals could be full. Does that mean one Podnam will be getting in there? I mean, Podnam goes a lot of places. You don't know where he's going. Okay. You don't know if he's going left, right, up, down. Not revealing yet. Okay. We will find out what that happens. But in terms of when that happens, when the sun when the Suns play the Nets and the oh, did I just did I jump our predictions? We're supposed to do that next. Well, well I mean, you're running the ship here. I mean, I, I guess. I guess we're going predict all the way to can, the finals. Can we, can we cut that? Because I can we cut not, that? Not I don't want anyone to know can. my predictions. Oh, damn it! All right. All right. How do we? How do we recover from this part of the show? Uh, I mean, I think you just have to agree that you're going to be at the Nets finals no matter what. If they make it, you'll be in the building. In in Phoenix, you're going to fly out to Phoenix and go into the away game. Right? That's what I'm saying. I have been to Phoenix before. Wow, stop bragging over here. Come on. <laughs> With the aforementioned uh, NBA J2K himself, wow. it was a, a Celtics Suns game. Uh, it was the first game Shaq was played. On which team? <laughs> On the Celtics or the Suns? <laughs> Good joke. Uh, it was the Suns when Sean Marion left, uh, got traded. Okay. So that was. That wasn't a joke. It could have literally been either way. <laughs> he played on both. But going back to whether the Nets will be able to get the third seed, I already said that it will be fine. I think the Nets will be fine. I think no fans. We're saying it doesn't matter, probably, right? Yeah. I don't think any. I don't say smart fan, but any normal-minded fan. Okay. Would be be like, hey, let's put out these fires, and there's no fire in Brooklyn unless you're talking about Foxy Brown rapping, who had all that fire featuring Shine. Uh, and I can't remember the song, but maybe I'll play it at some point. <laughs> You're dropping that one in post too, right now at this point. Are you going to be auto tuning yourself on that, singing along to that too? Like, that? <laughs> I'll I'll say a lot of Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, that's and usually a rebound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, of course I'll do that. So what do we got next here? We went to the playoff. We were already talked about the Eastern Conference. What's going on in the West Coast where you're at? Oh, over here on the best coast. Let's see what we got standings-wise, you mean? Well, I mean, if we start at the bottom here, on the outside looking in right now are, well, no, I mean, I guess we got to say, the ninth and tenth seed right now are the Grizz and Spurs, so they can still, uh, are they're, they're right now in the in that play-in. Um, and then the Kings and Hornets are technically still alive for that. And it's a little bit closer than the East, too, actually. So any of those teams could probably really get in. Maybe not the Kings. Well, we'll see. They could. Um, but yeah, the, the Warriors hanging on to the eight seed. I mentioned before the Blazers been struggling, but they're at the seventh seed now. Lakers six seed. LeBron has come back now, 
but I think they lost to the Kings the other day. Uh, and they they probably played a game since then. I'm not remembering, but um, they're going to be in a lower seed. It looks like, well, uh, yeah, even if they finish out the season, I think the best they could probably do is like the, the four seed. Um, the Mavs, who, who your Nets are playing in a couple of days, are, uh, or next, I think, actually, are the uh, five seed, yep. the Nuggets four seed, who have the probable MVP, Jokic, uh, Clippers three seed, and then the Jazz are, they've been, the Jazz have been in the pole position most of the season, but now they're back in second, a half game behind, oh no, actually right now they're tied, the Suns are above on what I'm looking at, but it's Jazz, Suns tied for first actually right now. Uh, I guess hmm. the Suns are ahead on this because Phoenix uh, is lower in the alphabet than Utah. So we can we can confirm that one through four is set. Prob most most likely, yeah, most likely. Right now, right now, Clippers would play Lakers round one, which would be which would be fun. Every NBA pundit is saying, "Wow, oh my God, what happens if the Lakers are in a play-in game?" Like that's the question everyone is asking. Every single person you walk outside, I'm sure in LA, they said, "Oh my God, can you believe this?" I haven't been outside, so but if I were I to go out, yeah, I probably would be hearing that. Yeah, um, well, at least you hear it when people are talking outside, like your window. Yeah. They, that's all they're saying, right? Uh, yeah, probably. And you know what I would say to that is, how good is Derek White? That's the question I want to know in San Antonio. That's like, is Derek White going to change the landscape of the seventh? Eighth. If the, if they play the Lakers, like game over for the Lake Show because of D White. Yeah, everyone's concerned about LeBron and blah 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 blah. Derek White took over the franchise when um, one of the players that I can't remember is probably better than him on the Spurs. I'll find out right now in a second uh, as this momentum <laughs> carries. It is his name is not Demar Oh Dejounte Murray. When DeJounte Murray got injured that year, it is Derek White who stepped up in, in the playoffs and averaged 20 a game for them to get swept, I guess, by some team randomly. Is Derek White going to step up? Is he going to play? Who knows? Do you know, Padre? Let me see what they're saying. The, the fans outside the window are saying right now, are they scared about White? No, Lakers fans are the cockiest uh, fan base on the planet. They are not. They don't care. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. Do you have a more – do you have like a uh, – like, what do you actually think the Spurs um, have any chance to make no. this year? Okay, even if they don't play the Lakers, I mean, let's say they play the the Warriors, who's going to win this? Well, we talked about how last time how I think the NBA wants the Pelicans to be in the, you know, in the fold, and they're still there. They're two games. I would, I kind of would say, if I had to predict, I would think the Spurs and Grizz hold on, but we'll see. Uh, since you're on the West Coast, I'll ask you then. Oh, um, sure. Do you think? Yeah, Disneyland is open now. Uh, that's yeah, they they just reopened. I think a week ago. Wait, well, fully open? I think it's like a capacity thing or something like only thirty percent of capacity. All right, so I'll ask you the question then. What time zone is Dame time in? Dame time is wherever he's on the court. It's Dame time zone right now. It was Eastern time tonight because he torched up my calves tonight. I believe. I'm assuming he did because they. I think that if if Dame da- Dame Dash and and Jay Z show up at the Lakers game, could happen. Could happen. Dame Judy Dench might even show up. Who knows? 
Yeah. If Dame Dollar shows up, playoff time, like Dame time-wise, he has the ability to win definitely and get into the sixth seed. Uh, they only have a game, or even as high as the five seed, right? So I think I think that's what I'm predicting. I think Dame Time is going to pick up, and they're going to get as a mm. as a fifth or sixth seed. So they won't be in the playing game. I do think the Lakers will be in the playing game, and they will be playing. If they play the Grizzlies or Spurriers, the automatic uh, Spurriers, the Spur- Spur- Warriors. Steve Spurriers. <laughs> I'm looking up the Blazers' remaining schedule while you're talking. By the way, yeah. And if they if that happens, I think the Lakers will be in the playing game, and they'll have to demolish whoever okay. is in their face, basically. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, they play the Lakers next. Lakers at Blazers this Friday. Um, LeBron's out for the next couple games. Oh, they got kind of a tough schedule in the season here, the Blazers, and they haven't been doing great lately. But yeah, you might be right. I asked you that question, what game time is, and that was a serious that was a serious question. But realistically, do you think the Lakers will be in the playing game? Yeah, LeBron's definitely not playing the next couple games. Uh, apparently, the last game they played, they get, played against the Nuggets. Dennis Schroeder and LeBron were in the game. And um, that that is what it is. Uh, apparently, Schroeder missed the game before. But then there's on this interview he did uh, with someone, in, a German reporter. And he spoke German. He said that every player in the Lakers is vaccinated except for him and LeBron. Okay. So that means when you don't – some underline in this whole COVID safety protocol when players are out, I didn't even think about, and I'm sure maybe other people, whether they got vaccinated or not. Like if they got fully vaccinated, they don't have to adhere to the COVID protocol. Is that true? It would make sense because for people to attend basketball games like for the Nets, if you're fully vaccinated and you show that – or whatever, you're good to go. If you go on cruise ships, you're good to go. I don't know why anyone. If you go to certain like screeners or events, uh, you're good to go. If you show that you've been fully vaccinated, so with that, going back to that report, he basically snitched about the whole situation about vaccination with LeBron, and because LeBron was asked that question a couple weeks ago, or um, maybe like early March or February, they asked him, "Hey, are you going to get vaccinated?" He's like. You know, that's something that's a private decision. Me and my family are going to talk about that. So he didn't say yes or he didn't say no about the vaccination. If now, you were going to do it, though, you would probably just say yes. Or if you were going to do it, you'd just say yes, though, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of hesitancy with vaccination for every reason. But a lot of NBA – there's no been – there hasn't been any major NBA player endorsements. And I don't know if there's an NBA PA thing, like Players Association thing, or if it's just a personal choice. The only one I saw was Clay Thompson came out and uh, Jordan Poole, two Warriors, one doesn't play, the other one is the maybe third famous, fourth famous Warrior on the team. <laughs> they said that they're, they're promoting vaccination. They got the vaccine and they showed the photo. No, I don't know if you've seen anything on the NBA. I haven't researched every uh, dark corner I guess of the web. Not. I, now, now you're talking about it, I didn't really think about this too much, I guess. Huh. Interesting. Right. So my, my deep investigation concluded that LeBron is out for his ankle, he played two games. He managed. He played more minutes in the game. I forgot which game it was, but he played more minutes in the first game, or no, in the second game back than he did from the first game. Meaning his minutes went up for the two games he returned with his ankle. So if his ankle is hurting, it couldn't hurt. He can rest his ankle, just like uh, you know James Harden's resting his hamstring. We don't know the severity of it, but if it's specifically Shooter and LeBron that are being sat out for the next couple of games. 
would that be COVID safety protocol? Would the Lakers want to announce that LeBron James is not getting his vaccination? They would rather say he's out for his ankle as opposed to going through the storyline of like, yeah. oh my God, LeBron's not getting vaccinated and everything is there. And, I mean, that's interesting uh, idea. Like what, but what, um, like what if he just doesn't do it? Is this protocol going to change for the playoffs though? Or is this an internal decision? Like, Lakers decision or why? Well, it's NBA, it's NBA. It's NBA COVID protocol. I mean, we can look it up and what the actual protocol is. But what's changed between right now for these two and the past whatever months? From the protocol, like ruling the protocol ruling, what's changed is vaccinations. Just like everything in society, going into work, into office. If you're fully vaccinated, you're not at risk of COVID. You're not spreading it. So, which is why we encouraged in the last episode, everyone get vaccinated. Uh, that's not a that's not a strong take. That's just it for me. Wait, we did encourage that. I must have been not paying attention. No, uh, no, I'm just a little <laughs> confused. I guess about what you're saying. So, this did something change like right now? Though I'm saying like for why they're specifically with LeBron or for the Lakers or are you saying Shooter and LeBron like Shooter missed two games he missed the first game he missed and I could be completely wrong but one of the first games he missed was the same game LeBron missed and then if Shooter comes out and says that hey me and LeBron aren't the only ones vaccinated and now Shooter's going to miss the next 10 to 14 days or whatever it is and also LeBron now is missing the next 10 to 14 days just date wise one is for ankle, one is for COVID protocol, but they both didn't get vaccinated. Why oh, so one of them you know, is so shooter it, is out for COVID protocol. Okay, that's what that's what I was connecting. Okay, usually with the the connection and research of COVID tracking, if two people were in the same room or they they met someone at the same time, like this happened with Claxton and Reggie Perry, they I both see, were out around the same time. That makes time. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Then yeah, when it, when it comes down to it, if the Lakers do miss these. Pl- these players, their, their point guard and their best best player, you can argue Anthony Davis is there. It wouldn't be, fe- I mean, it would be feasible that LeBron may not play even game one. Who knows? Uh, hmm. Or he'll just be playing game one when he comes back. And he even said it with a quote. He said that, um, he said like, oh, I'm going to come back, but I won't be 100% or something. Like it's going to take some time to ramp up. But there's only five games left or six games left. So like, what, is, yeah. what does that even mean? You know? Um, hmm. I don't know. It's a it's a deep podnom conspiracy bit that I'm doing right now, and who knows if I'm right. If I'm right, I will get paid by the admiration of our listeners and watchers and uh, enthusiasts. All right. Well, I don't know if I would hold my breath on that payday coming up, but it is an interesting theory. I do like it. It is like I didn't thought about this with LeBron, but yeah, it does seem like he's usually the type of guy that comes out. On these type of issues or whatever, and I would think he would be saying people get vaxxed and all this stuff, but no, huh? Interesting. It is a social, political. It's so. It's like a. People are now branding it as not anti-vaxxers. It's uh, vaccination hesitant, or vaccine hesitant, because uh, I watched this whole documentary, uh, New York Times or Vice from, from last year. This is before COVID even about anti-vaxxer movement mm. and and it was really it was really insightful um it was on hulu and what they were talking about was whether the the scientific uh connection that you have like your this this mother and son were separated by this whole thing 
like the mom is an anti-vaxxer and the son was a, the first kid to liberate himself as a 16-year-old to get his own vaccination. Like wow. he appealed to Congress and everything. He created a whole law, created this whole movement. Now he's speaking in international conferences about vaccination. He's well-educated about it and everything like that. I forgot the guy's name. But he was talking about also how much he cares for his mom, but he does. you don't want to label someone as an anti-vaxxer anymore because then if you do that right now during COVID, you're d- drawing a line in the sand and that person will never get a vaccination. You know, like it's just you're you're labeling them. This is this theory of sociology, which I studied. It's called the deviant theory, where you label someone as something and then they become that person. Yeah, if I yeah. call Padru a podcast artist, he eventually becomes a podcast artist, which I've done, you know, numerous times in five, well, six years. Well, Padru, so you're so. already halfway there, but yeah. No, I think that guy's name was, I'm looking, it was Jeff Nordgaard. I'm just reading that. I'm reading the 53rd pick from the 1996 NBA. <laughs> okay. Out of All Poland, right. went to the Bucks. No, no, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that, that's interesting, though. So yeah, people are really crying out about LeBron, um, uh, like not being, a, like he's contradicting himself about social justice and, you know, like him always, you talked about, he usually comes out on these issues. Yeah. This is a very, very tedious, not tedious, uh, careful, preco- precocious. Precarious, yeah. Precarious. Well, he is careful, too, with this stuff, too, I guess. So, yeah. I, I, yeah. Hmm. If I was LeBron, if I'm going to go, I guess, this last part of it, I can see how he would not get it. He'd invest $2 billion into, into his body. So, if he's going to, if he doesn't know what it is, he's not going to take it, you know? Even though there's so much education on what it is, there's so uh, much information. I mean, who knows how? I would have got it out of the way if he was going to do it because, like, you don't want to get some who knows what effects like, during the playoffs or something. I don't, yeah. Or get taken out because of protocol or something. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's. Maybe he does know what it is and he found out on Space Jam 2 set. Maybe, <laughs> like, he, <laughs> he went to another alternate universe. Because, you know, that's a real-life documentary. We know that, right? Like, that's not... That's, like, uh, more than a game. What was the documentary he did when he was in uh, Akron High? Uh, it was the one with Eminem's song oh, on it. Oh, yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but yeah, something like that. More than... Yeah, I think it's more than a game. Like, that's the sequel to that. He enters an alternate universe and finds out what is... <laughs> it's a COVID vaccine. That <laughs> could be. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Well, you know what, you know, I gotta say, you've given me a lot to think about here. Uh, and I'm going to go do that right now. I'm, I need to go. I'm going to go pour some more scotch, think about this conspiracy, think about this vaccination stuff. I'm getting my second shot this Saturday, I'm supposed to. So, yeah, it's a lot to think about. I'm going to I'm gonna have to go do that right now. That's fine. That's fine. I agree with Padre. He needs to rest up for his second shot. And, you know, and this is his second shot in life. I don't know if this is, a, this is something that people know, that when you get your shot, and you get your vaccination, you actually get a second shot in reality. It's true. Like there's a, you get your certificate, you say second shot IRL. That's your certificate in real life. And the person that's administrating the shot says, you're going to make it, man, or, or girl, or non-conforming gender. And once that happens, you have every opportunity to do anything in the world except violence and bigotry and racism and, uh, Unequality. I don't know if you can do unequality, but you know what I'm saying. Let's go into the rest of the show. Uh, I wanted to talk about 
All right. So I got no Padres, zero Padres. I guess he gets zero fucks about this show. He had to go look at the documentary I recommended. Anyways, no, I'm, I'm glad he did. And like I said, everyone stay positive, stay healthy. Uh, you know, this has been a good recording, good episode. Make sure you guys check us out on, uh, on Brooklyn Rebound. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. I forgot. I'm supposed to plug uh, a company here for an ad. Oh, shoot. Cancel that end of the show, Gulp. We have a guest on the show who is sponsor, our, one of our many sponsors that signed up to sponsor this beautiful show, beautiful NBA, uh, NB Beautiful Association show. And he wants to talk about something. He's a restaurant owner plugging his new opening or new many openings. I don't know. Hello. Uh, hey, you there? Hi, is this Pod, is this Pod Nam? Hi. Yes, Pod Nam. Uh, Padre told me that you had uh, want to come on the show and uh, do a plug. Oh, yeah. Padnam. Oh, well, it's a Brooklyn show, right? Yeah. It's a Brooklyn Rebound podcast. Uh, episode 125. I, I don't know. If... Oh, congrats on 125 episodes. But yeah, it's me, Kyle Duncan Ballad. I came by to promote my new Duncan. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. We're getting sponsored. Uh, well, Padre, we signed you up. We're getting sponsored by Duncan. The new Duncan Donuts. We're just called Duncan now, but we got a new Duncan over here. So Kyle, uh, are you like a corporate like VP or? I'm a franchise owner, like the Brooklyn Nets or the Boston Celtics. You know they got their owners. I'm this franchise here in Bensonhurst. We got a new Duncan coming in. Well, we've been open for a couple a couple of weeks, and it's been going pretty good. But we want to drum up even more business for the basketball fans out there. Oh, okay. So you your franchisee Omaha, local business support some local businesses especially during the pandemic and all that. That's cool. So Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, right? Yeah, come down to 1676, kind of like when America was started, but the opposite, not 1776, but 1676. Come on down, get yourself a cup of Joe. We got a good special on now. We call it two cups of Joe. Anytime Joe Harris hits two times two threes in a game, so four threes, four three-pointers, three-point shots, you got to stand behind the arc, behind the arc, and hit that three-point shot. That's good for one cup of Joe free. You get two cups of Joe. You got to buy the first cup of Joe, but then you get the second cup free when Joe Harris hits that hits four three-pointers. Oh, okay. So it's like one of those, if the opponent misses two free throws in a row, you get like a free french fries from McDonald's, kind of free fries. Yeah, but in this case, it's if Joe Harris hits four three-pointers, you get one cup of Joe free when you buy one cup. Two cups of Joe. Now, if he hits five three-pointers or six, deal's off. No deal. He's got to only hit those four four on the dot. If he hits three, of course, that's no deal. He's got to hit only four. Hmm. I feel like that's a lot of uh, math to think about. For... Then you get that free cup of coffee, free cup of Joe. So wait, you're, you're only serving customers that when Joe Harris hits an amount of three or four threes, but they do six. Of course not, Padnam. That's just the deal we have. Of course, you could come in to my Duncan any time, any time of day. We're 24 hours, by the way. Any time of day. And get yourself a cup of joe, get some donuts, get some bagels, whatever you want. You got to pay for it, of course. I'm only talking about the deal. I mean, it's true. We got a, we got another deal, actually, as well. We got the Kevin Doe rant right now on at the Duncan. Okay. 
That sounds cool. So I want your listeners to all come down and check out a Kevin Durant deal. Okay, if if Kevin Durant, KD, you know, former former Oklahoma City Thunder, they call the Thunderian, former Thunderian. I think so. I'm not not entirely sure. Former Golden State Warrarian. If he plays in the game but goes out due to some type of injury, mm-hmm. you come down, you get a do the Durant special. You get one half of a donut free. You got to pay for the first half, but you get the second half free. So basically, it's a half price donut. Is what it, is what the deal is. Half price donut if KD leaves the game with injury. Wait, you're offering specials based on the status of our god of an NBA star, Kevin Durant, getting not and getting injured, or if he gets injured. If he gets injured, because he basically, if he plays half the game, or whatever, he goes out in the second first quarter. I still count as a half for this donut thing. But yeah, then you get half a donut free. It's a good deal, right? I'll be honest. I think your listeners will love this. Dan, what is your name? I know it's an Irish Catholic kind of name again. Uh, my name is Kyle. It's uh, not really an Irish name, but, but Kyle Ballard. I'm actually uh, Polish, but yeah. All right, sorry. I'm originally, I don't know if you could tell, I'm originally from Mass, from Boston, Mass. But yeah, yeah, I got I had to move down to Brooklyn because I heard that's where, where all the action is. You know, like KD, like we talk about, came down here. Kyrie Irving came down here. You know, I had a good special... Back at my old Duncan, back in the Framingham Mass, mm-hmm. when uh, Kyrie was on the team, we did the uh, Ky- the Boston Kyrie. Boston Kyrie. It was if Kyrie said any uh, said anything weird off the court or on the court. If he said anything weird, you get uh, free cream and your Boston Kyrie donut. And the Boston cream donut is really what it is. So the cream is free. It's the cream is free. You only got to pay for the the shell, the donut, the Boston cream donut. That sounds. I mean, Boston cream donuts are probably my favorite donut of all of them. But I'm, I'm going to be... Is that true, partner? I'm going to come down to Duncan and Benson and get one. Well, I mean, obviously I'm going to come down, but I'll be honest here, Kyle. I don't know if these... My name's, my name's Kyle, not Kyle. Kyle. That's, that's Kyle. A, that's what I said, Kyle. Kyle. C-A-R-L. Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. 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 It's a common name, Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> I said Kyle. No, it's, it's not Kyle. It's Kyle. It sounds like... Kyle. It doesn't really sound like that at all. I got to say, Pottenham, it's Kyle. Kyle. Hmm. Okay. Kyle, like uh, like on The Simpsons, is a character named oh, Kyle. like Lenny and Carl. You know, his friend, Homer's friend. Lenny and Carl, yeah. Ah, Lenny okay. and Kyle. Okay, so Carl. It's a common name. I'm, I'm surprised you're getting confused. Carl. Kyle. Carl, okay. Yeah, you said it, yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Okay, so Carl, I'll be honest with you. I don't think that this whole promo that you're doing... With the, I, I think the names are great. They're definitely play on words. I think they're hilarious and catchy. But mm, I came up with them. I don't know if you could tell. I came. I only. I own the shop, and I came up. I own the franchise, and oh. I came up with these funny. Oh, movies. nice, nice. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a fan of wordplay. I think that would go far as to separate you from the other franchises. I don't know if you you have like a brotherhood or, you know, a clan or meetings or whatever. If you share. I gotta say, uh, I want, I thought there would be a little more brotherhood down here in uh, in Brooklyn, but the other franchise owners so far they're not really uh, they're not really uh, being too friendly with well, me. Well, I mean, I had to say, I came by another shop at Brighton Beach. I wanted to talk with the the franchise owner there, and they uh, he didn't really like the I guess he didn't like the cut on my jib. Mm. Okay, he I was trying to tell him, you know, you should do this special here based on. Uh, you know, they got a lot of Russian mobsters. Uh, that's what I heard down there in Brighton Beach. I said you should do some type of special based around that. Well, a body winds up on the beach there. 
by Coney Island, you should uh, give away free Krullis. Yeah, I mean, I think... One cold body, one cold, uh, one iced coffee, something like that. And they, they, they damn near kicked me out of the shop. I was just I'm trying to talk a franchise owner to... It's a franchise owner here. I mean, it's not too friendly. So you go going around other shops around in Brooklyn and calling them Russian mobsters and telling them how to... How to... Well, I never said that they were Russian mobsters. I just said I know there's a lot of Russian mobsters in there. I watch movies and stuff. I know there's there's a, you know, Lord of War, that Nick Cage movie, I, one of my favorite movies. They they, they live in Brian Beach in there. It's a good movie. They work for the Russian. Is it Russian? It might be another type of, uh, whatever, they are former Russians, another type of you could just, mafia. You could say Russian-American or immigrants from Russian. That's usually probably a better way to refer to, you know people from Bensoners. And it's not predominantly all Russian. There's Ukrainian, there's uh, Polish uh, immigrants from that area uh, and citizens. And I think that's the beauty of Brooklyn. Very diverse. Oh, I love diversity. Now. Some great Bensoners customers. I- I'm talking about, I'm trying to tie in a special with some dead bodies some mobsters leave around. I'm not talking about any random uh, immigrant. That's great. And my, my ancestors immigrated here from Poland, like I said. Well, I didn't say that maybe, but they are Polish. So you left, you left boston to come to brooklyn did you own did i love you boston yeah own a lot of chains there in boston as well i'm like i'm just confused on why you would just leave and then also try to recommend advice to fellow dunkin donut franchise owners well i own one i i did own the the last thing i did in boston before leaving was own a dunkin franchise because it's big that started there in boston it did yeah you know before that i owned a steak restaurant it was kind of uh, it was it was near Fenway Park. It was a steak restaurant called called Curly's, and uh, over at Curly's, I I had tried to do some specials. So I I had one one pretty good thing going for a while, where if you uh, could prove that you heckled the opposing player, the outfielders against the Sox, if you were heard on TV heckling the right fielder, you know, or the left fielder over the monster wherever, you get a free side of mashed potatoes with your steak, over at Curly's. It didn't go great. I gotta admit, I gotta admit that one didn't go great. Some of the things they were heckling were a little racially motivated, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I can see how that would be. And I still had to give them the, the free set of mesh potatoes because it wasn't in the fine print. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, so that steak, uh, that steakhouse, I sold it. It got bought. I think it got turned into like some new apartment. You know, you know all these new apartments are. Huh? All these all apartments all look the same. Boston's got no more character anymore. They just turn this this they turn this all into they do uh, all same looking apartments. So I'm, yeah. I'm getting out of here. I'm coming down to Brooklyn. I, I did open that Duncan in Framingham mess, but you know, yeah, I moved here now. I follow Kyrie. Mulberry Street over there. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. It's uh, it is it's a small town, but also it's a city, but a small town feel. You, they all look. It's a it's a small city. It's a small town city feel. I needed the wide open space mm-hmm. of Benzinger's yeah. Brooklyn. You know. Let me just go back to that whole promo you had. So would you listen to, like, watch the videos and listen to to verify if these people were saying heckling and racist things? That must have been really difficult to listen to all that. Oh, I'd still have my old VCR from uh, from a couple years back. Mm-hmm. So I would still tape all the games, and then I would have, you know, I had bartenders. Of course, you got a bartenders at a steakhouse. So I would schedule an extra bartender for all the shifts. Mm. One bar back, two bartenders. And the fourth swing guy is watching the gate, watching back the tape, listening for the hecklers, then matching up the voices. You know that got a little expensive having that extra bartender on staff all the time. So I could I could see that. So that could have also led a little bit to my money problems, and then also of course that people like to heckle in Boston. So I'm you know I was giving away, I was giving away a lot of free mashed potato sides. So 
Yeah. I mean, that makes sense on why, you know, you would lose out on the investment and then and then wanting to open up a new you know, new opportunity, a new career, a new store. But you moved to Brooklyn. You mentioned Kyrie Irving. You know, like did you Yeah, yeah. Did you move I don't know when did you start this franchise? Did you move around the same time that Kyrie decided to get free agency or uh, no, I, I only just came, you know, I, I opened up a couple of weeks ago, but, uh, hmm. but, you know, I'm trying to tie it into basketball. So, you know, we are doing a new Kyrie special now too. I don't know if you know, if you know this, but, uh, but he, uh, Kyrie, he decided to move over to, to, uh, to Muslimry now. What is it called? Is Islam to Islam now. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he got it. Yeah. Uh, one of the chosen people now uh, that's maybe not right either but you know what i mean yeah. I, I think you maybe have some experience with yourself uh Padnam. i'm looking at the, the, the tone of your skin I'm, I'm guessing that might be the case you're an islam man yourself that's a little offensive but yeah i am i'm, I'm glad you verified that oh well, i'm not trying to verify anything if you're not it's cool just saying okay. you're not. i'm just saying you know uh because i know Kyrie did this recently so we're doing a new uh, it's Ramadan right now, which I just learned this it year. It is, yeah. That uh, you fast all day, right? So you're not supposed to be eating donuts uh, uh, during the day. No iced coffees, right? Well, you can't drink either fast. You can't eat or drink from like 4.30 all the way till sunset. And luckily, yeah, luckily we are a 24-hour loca- Duncan location. So please, um, uh, Islams, mm-hmm. come to Islams. Muslims, yeah. Muslims. Okay, so Not I was Muslims. right initially. Yeah. So Muslims come, you come to the uh, oh, uh, whatever. Whoever celebrates Ramadan, or do you celebrate? Whoever uh, does the. Uh, it's not really celebrating, but yeah. No, that didn't sound right to me. The celebration. Whoever is uh, observing, that sounds right. Observing yeah, Ramadan. Yep, there you go. There you go. Yep. Who's ever observing Ramadan, come down to to Carl Duncan Ballads, Duncan Donuts here on sixteenth and seventy six. And Bensonhurst, after it's dark, and and just see some great donuts, bagels, anything on the menu, breakfast sandwiches. I guess we'll get those going at night too for you, since you can only eat it at night. But if you come during the day, look, I'm I'm being inclusive here. We got the Kyrie special right now during the daylight hours only. Okay. So you could just come down. Me personally, say I come in during the day. I mean, I'll just come in and say hi. Absolutely, absolutely. Come and say hi. I'm not really like going to eat or anything, and I don't really want to smell good donuts because. It'll make me hungry, but I'll mm. come by and say hi. So, like, it- yeah, I mean, you could. So, here's what you do, yeah. Panna. You're gonna smell the donuts because uh, they they are we get we got them. You know, I mean, Duncan doesn't really. I gotta be honest, a little behind the scenes stuff. We don't really cook them donuts fresh in the store anymore. Oh boy, they get shipped in from like a factory out in Long Island or something. Mm-hmm. Even in when I was back in Framingham, they get they get shipped in from like New Hampshire or something. But so you know, they're not as fresh as they always used to be. Yeah. Regardless, I heard. They're going to be there. You'll smell them. So you want to throw on a nose plug or something like that. But come by and get the Kyrie special because listen to this. You could just purchase a nice cup. Just a nice cup. It's got it's a nice cup of fresh air. Got a lot of fresh air in this. Bensonhurst, I, I, I wasn't sure when I moved down to Brooklyn. I thought it might be kind of, you know, it's the big city. Mm-hmm. thought there might be a kind of dead, uh, smelly air, something like that. But there's mm. the fresh air down here by Bensonhurst. Get a nice cup of that. You can still feel like you're hanging out, mm-hmm. and you're still observing your hel- uh, your uh, your religion. So do you find Kyrie special? So, come by that. So this is a new problem. Do you have a lot of uh, people of the Muslim faith come by and get these cups? We got a few so far. I think I think you'll be surprised if you come down. You know, we, I think you'll see a couple more of your people down here. Okay, all right. Well, I mean, it's not more of my people, but 
Uh, uh, yeah, you're, I mean, you just saw that you're, you're Islam. Again, uh, let me help you out. Just so, you must. Yeah. Kyrie's special. I, let me help you mm-hmm. out. Come back, come down and get this, yeah. get this nice cup of, not this cup of Joe. Now, listen, you could get the cup of Joe special after the sun goes down. I don't want you to break your religious fasting, but mm-hmm. during the day, yeah. come down, get that Kyrie special. Nice cup of air. Nice cup of that fresh bentonized air. Then when the sun goes down. When a couple of three balls go down in the room from Joe Harris, the sharpshooter, he's a real sharpshooter, isn't he, partner? He's one of the best shooters in the NBA, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, real sharp. And yeah, four of those shots go down, you're, you're looking at a nice cup of Joe for you and a cup for your, for your buddy that you don't got to pay for that cup for your buddy because it's the, it's the cup of Joe special. Two for the one. I think your listeners are loving me right now. I think this is going I, real well. I, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm expecting a lot of foot traffic down at the Dunkin' tomorrow. Yeah, no. I, Does this come out right now? Tomorrow, it, I, whenever it's, this comes I mean, out. It's, it's coming out at a at a time where it's just right during Ramadan. I, I think you're really onto something. I'm gonna give you a little bit of a pro tip before we leave here. Mm, just please, Padnam. Whatever you do, do during Ramadan, do not make the term or the sale tag cup of mo famous because people won't really like that cup of mo cup of mo what does that mean partner? it's messed up to uh say anything about muhammad or criticize or other than that he's the prophet and the, the follower of almighty allah which mm. now hold on a sec should i are you saying because right now i had I got one of my old bartenders from my old mild steakhouse mm-hmm. he's a pretty good draw you know he draws he draws real good the pencils and all that he's got he did my old logo for my old duncan yeah we had uh edelman we had julian edelman on uh on his special we had him draw a nice face look how you do at the amusement parks or whatever you know like a caricature yeah on the yeah. on the cup and that was real popular back mm-hmm. in framing him so now i was thinking for this Kyrie special for ramadan i was gonna have my guy my mm-hmm. bartender draw muhammad on on the cup <laughs> nope Nope, nope. I think that's not a good idea. Not even a nice caricature. Like, uh, I, I mean, I guess it's a little offensive. You draw like a like a weird caricature, but not well respectful. Like, do you think it's a bad idea? Yeah, I think it's a terrible idea. And you know, you're having issues with calling people Russian mobsters, and also all the racism probably has influenced you from Boston, which you know, really racist town. I did hear a lot of things on the on these tapes that I that we watched back. I mean, it's mostly my my bartender watching them, but yeah, he told me some pretty. There's some pretty obscene things on there, some pretty questionable things. Yeah, no, no, the Boston Strong or Boston Faithful. Oh, yeah, Boston Strong, Boston Strong, but also Benson Hurst Strong. Oh. Because that's what I'm doing now. That's a, that's a good plug, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad. Are you, are you going to watch any games? Are you going to go to any games for the Nets? Oh, yeah, I'll probably go to the game. I mean, yeah, I got to see. I'm hoping my man Blake Griffin get, maybe gives me some tickets because actually I agreed to let him host an open mic at the location here starting soon. Oh, open mic for Blake Griffin. Because he loves comedy, you know. So he's going to be doing an open mic soon, getting up, getting a lot of stage time in the Duncan. So I figured I could parlay that into a couple free tickets. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's really interested. I'm sure. Did he reply back to you yet? Oh, no, he came to me. He, he was, I think he was just going around town to all different huh. Duncans or whatever locations being like, where can I get some comedy in? So, yeah, no, he came to me. That's why I think I have a good shot. Wow. Getting those tickets. Maybe everything I've thought of or critiqued you of in my head has been completely off. Maybe I need to learn more about your techniques, Carl. I think I'm going to come by. Uh, I might even break my fast at your I really think spot. you should. 
Oh, well, if you really want to, I won't say anything. But, you know, I do have that Kyrie special, that nice cover, so you get that for you. Yeah, I mean, just because Kyrie is Muslim doesn't mean I have to, you know, have that feature. We're all unique, 1.6 billion of us. I agree. I'm just saying if you don't want to break that fast. But if you do want to break that fast, we got nice donuts. We got, you know, we got the chocolate with the, the sprinkle. We got the strawberry with the sprinkle. Yeah. You got that Boston cream, that the formerly known as Kyrie back up there, not anymore down here. We got the apple fritter, we got uh, the the sandwiches. So yeah, there's lots of good stuff. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, you know, I think you're gonna go places with this restaurant. I'm sure it's gonna just tune down the and turn down the uh, xenophobia and racism. I'm sure you'll get a lot more racism. Wait, what's this about? I don't know. No, no one's gonna call me a racist. No, 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 no. I mean, sorry. Me, I'll say, I don't know what the other word you said was. But. Ignorance of people's cultures. That's probably a little bit better. Well, I guess next time I go back, because I'm probably going to roll by a couple other Duncan franchises to chop up with them. So, yeah, maybe I'll try to... I, I'll take your point. I'll take your point. Maybe I won't talk about the Russian mobsters or whatever like that. I'll just see what they have to say first before yeah. I start pitching my ideas. Yeah, maybe I came in a little hot with them. I think you're right by now. I'm going to check. I'm going to try that. You also have opportunity between Boston and Brooklyn. There's Connecticut. I'm sure, they, I mean, we have probably five connect, uh, Dunkin' Donuts in, per town anyways, but I'm pretty sure there's room and opportunity for you. I think they got them on the parkway. They got them all the parkways. You know, you go, you drive down the parkway, they're right in the gas station, you fill up your tank. Yeah, Hutchinson, yeah. yeah the Met yep, Parkway. You're right, you're right. Are you saying I should go up there and give pitch my ideas up there too? Okay, I might do it. I might do it. I mean, it seems like you have a lot to offer at your stores your very unique franchise i don't know how duncan allows you to rename your whole store under your name i've never seen that before kudos to you sir well you could just get a little pain and just put it up there i mean it's fine oh yeah i have seen that yeah on the new duncan's there's like a little bit of individuality uh written on the side so at least the new ones you can't say donuts anymore they won't they'll get mad if you put donuts on there now it's got only just be called duncan now that's the whole thing why I don't know. I mean, it wasn't my decision. They made that as a corporate decision. As a franchise owner, I still got to follow corporate decisions. But I literally put a little paint on there with my name. Let me do my own specials. And uh, yeah, I'm still, of mm -hmm. course, you know, they, they ship the donuts in from Long Island and it's all good. They're probably a little bit, I would say, like white, uh, white fragile about saying the word donuts. Yeah, right, that makes sense. We got the white cream in there. It's a little fragile when they stuff it in there. Yeah, yeah. white fragility. That's what I was looking for. A little white fragile white powder sugar. Yeah, wait for two. On top of the donuts. donuts. Yeah, yeah, you don't say donuts. So don't say donuts. Is donut. this a new special? Yup, are you pitching me? Are you turning around on me, Panda? I'm pitching a special. Uh, no, no. The Roy Fragility special. No. This could, be, this could be onto something. I'm thinking about this. I'll think about this. I mean, you're the one with the ideas, and apparently you're very successful doing it. Uh, I'm sure there's a market for, I guess, all the uh, white people that are scared of and uncomfortable talking about race around people of color. But you're not, so good for you. Well, you know, that's not me. Of course, that's apparently, not me. Apparently not. But thank you for your promotion uh, and your gulp, or blood we like calling uh, the show gulps. No no trademark. Well, that's 7-Eleven. Wait, I mean, this is Duncan, not 7-Eleven. Yeah, there's no, there's no infringement on that um, word gulp. Maybe there is. I don't know. I haven't really looked it up. But You could call it a culotta. Then, we, then we're all cool. A culotta plug. A cool plug. Yes, yeah, a culotta. Yeah. Just so you know, there's a lot of Bangladeshis like me that are in Bensonhurst. I'm sure they own a couple Dunkin' Donut franchises. So franchises. Oh well, I'll be cut hitting them up next for the ideas. Uh, we'll have a tete-a-tete 
with those other franchises, and we'll, we'll be all good. Well, this is great, Padnam. I really enjoyed this. Uh, giving you, me all this free promotion time. I, I think it's really, uh, really cool of you to do that. Really cool, lot of you to do that yeah. for me. Cool. And all the Nets fans listening, you gotta come down and check it out. All right, you heard it, uh, listeners, viewers, uh, voyeurs. Uh, make sure you come by his store, uh, Carl. What's your last name again? Sorry, Ballad. Kyle Ballad. They Carl, call me. I kind of go Duncan Ballard, Kyle Duncan Ballard, because I'm the Duncan Carl guy. Duncan Ballard. Used to be Kyle Curley's Ballard when I had that steak. Whatever, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Ballard. Yeah, uh, your boy, Kyle Ballard. Yeah, go by the store in Bensonhurst. I'm sure you can Google search it and Google Maps. You know, 1676, 1676. One last tip, I yeah, I think you missed out on a perfect opportunity to use Dunk and Duncan as a basketball promo. Maybe it's something you wanna because you dunk the ball. You know what dunking is, obviously. You're right. I'm going to workshop that with Blake when he comes by. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you for stopping by. Uh, that'll do it for this show. Please subscribe, like, uh, write some reviews, maybe particularly about this this episode on uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Check out Drew's views on YouTube. You can find him on the tubes of YouTube, uh, where he does reaction videos of Adult films, uh, no, uh, it's usually adult anime, or maybe child anime, some some anime, no, what, what have you. And uh, make sure you check out our boy, Aaron, uh, stuff from Aaron on Twitch. He's doing a lot of COD plod play, uh, COD play, which is like cosplay, but and Aaron dresses up in, in very interesting outfits and socially acceptable outfits, and he plays Call of Duty. So uh, check that out. Also, check out Model Majority. They're pretty funny. They're on modelmajority.com. That'll do it for this show. Uh, good night, Brooklyn. Good day, Boston. And good afternoon, Oxford College University. No, 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 college. Oxford College, which is like somewhere in the middle of America. All right, peace. Rebound. 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 Pod Boys Productions.